You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. Hello there, I'm Angie, and I'm your host for today. In the studio with me is Mark Bird. He is the chairperson for Revive Ohio. Hello. Hello there. Well, we are still in our Summer of Hope series. This is an opportunity for us to just remind ourselves and everyone who's listening that hope is available. It does exist. It's right within our reach. And so each week we're breaking down different things and we're asking, how do these things feed into hope? So we took a few weeks and we talked about hope. Last week we talked about fear. This week we're talking about courage. Yeah. Why courage? How does courage line up with hope? Well, last week we talked about a bad thing, Angie, which is fear, right? That's bad. Nobody would debate that. Right. But today we want to look at courage. Why? Why would we look at courage? Because what does courage do and how do you get courage? Well, the reason that we are called to get courage because we get courage to fight the fear. And what happens is courage feeds hope. So what happens is it's a process. The process is that we have confidence in the Lord because the Lord tells us who we are. Right. And that feeds our courage. And as we're strong and courageous, as we'll look at here in a little bit, as we're strong and courageous, then that gives us our hope. And our hope is what we stand on. So we've talked a lot about identity. So this is right back to that again. It kind of always does come back to that. It does. I mean, everything is rooted in whether we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, who we are in Christ. Amen. And we can stand firm on that once we really understand it. So courage, it's a big word. It occurs a lot in the Bible. I was talking to you earlier about the one that I know you're not going to cover, but we talked a few weeks ago about when we were talking about hope, we went into Romans 5. And we talked about that we have to suffer, but suffering produces perseverance. Right. To me, that produces courage. And then it says it produces character, which again, reminds me of courage. Right? Yeah, it so, does. You know, it does. And then the character br- brings on hope. And so I guess in my mind, I'm thinking, what's the correlation between how we obtain courage mm. or do we become courageous? I love that. Okay, so that's my question we're going to answer today. Yeah, and that's what we're going to dig out here, right? So I want to open up here with Psalm 27, which is a Psalm of David. And I'm starting in verse 13, and it's interesting. Listen to David's journey of this as well. He says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And verse 14, but wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And this speaks to, Angie, us being in the presence of God, waiting on the Lord, serving him. And it's actually translated there, that word, wait in faith. Wait in faith on the Lord and be of good courage. Mm. While you're waiting, trust. I mean, it speaks to trust again. Waiting and trusting and hoping and be of good courage while you're waiting. And it says the Lord will strengthen your heart. What will he strengthen your heart to do? To stand strong, to hold on to your hope that we have in Christ. And he's saying, I'm reminding you, wait on the Lord. Mm, Now, let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 
10. And this is interesting. I'm reading verse 12. And again, he's saying, be of good courage and let us be strong for our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what seems good to him. So he's encouraging us for the sake of the people and for the sake of the city, right? The God's people, he's saying, be strong and be of good courage. Now, what's interesting about this, if you go back up to verse six, he's saying, why I need you to be of good courage. He said, because these armies are assembled before you. And would it not make you nervous? Because he goes on to say, there's 20,000 foot soldiers and there's a thousand men from this king. And then from this tribe, there are 12,000 more men. That's 33,000. Oh my goodness. Would that make us fearful and nervous? It so would. And here's the, here's the truth with that, Angie. Would you like to stand before 33,000 people? Would that be? And so what he's saying is no, take courage because why? Why can you stand before 33,000 enemies and take courage? How can you do that? By knowing and trusting that the Lord has your back and your front, right? Yeah. You know, I think about what that looks like, what courage looks like right now. I feel like right now we're surrounded by this invisible enemy. Right. Right. And this invisible enemy is telling us, don't touch people, don't touch things, don't breathe on each other. I mean, it's saying all these things. It's like having all these armies all around us. Right. And when you're thinking about that and you're thinking about how there's so many things that are coming against us our inclination is to run and take cover right and we need to do that with the lord we need to do that with god i so agree and i want to remind everybody that we have a covenant Mm. with god and if you know anything about covenants you know they can't be broken so with a covenant what they would do is If somebody gets in trouble that you're in covenant with, you go and help. You have to. Those are now your people. You're going to go and help. So God is watching out for us because he's in covenant with us. And so when something's coming against us, all we need to do is call our covenant father and say, we need you to work on this right now. And he's got to come because that's how a covenant works. Amen. And he's the keeper of the covenant. Amen. Mark, I want to take you over to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. And I love this little bit of encouragement. It says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous and be strong. I love this. Stand on your guard. What is the position you are in if you're standing on your guard? You are ready. Amen. Ready for battle. Stand ready, right. Yeah. And you stand firm in the faith, meaning you know who is fighting for you and that you already won this battle, so you can stand firm. It's like the the army that's on the top of the mountain, they're standing firm because they know they've already won. That's right. They have the advantage. We have the advantage. We are on the mountain. Be courageous and be strong. So I'm back to, is courageous something you do? Because it says be. Mm-hmm. Or is it something that happens because you know your identity? Let's use this example, Angie. This just came to my mind. So say you're teaching your child how to ride a bicycle, maybe for one of the first times you ever try. Okay. And so what happens when the child 
tries to start riding that bicycle alone, and he or she falls. They get scared. Exactly right. Fear grips them. And the last thing that they want to do is get back on that bike. Right. But what do you do as a parent to encourage them, say, hey, be courageous. Get back on it. You will get this, right? And being courageous is something like you have to put on, like it's being clothed with, right? Because fear is all over you. If you fall off that bike and maybe you skinned your knee, maybe you skinned your finger, whatever happened. But listen, here's what you do as a parent. You say, get back on and ride. Try it again. Be courageous. Maybe we need to fake it till we make it. We just keep saying, I am courageous. I am courageous (laughs) until we get to being courageous. Amen. And that's what happens a lot of times too, when you teach children, like, don't be afraid. Children that might be afraid of the boogeyman or something like that. You would say, oh no, just say, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Keep speaking that, right? Yeah. Because you don't have to be afraid of that invisible enemy. Yeah. Amen to that. I think that being courageous is something that's very close to God's heart. Mm. I can take you back even to Joshua. And in Joshua chapter one, he says it over and over again to Joshua. He says in verse seven, be strong and very courageous. Then he says it again in verse nine. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. (laughs) Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And here's what I love. This is what Joshua did. He believed it and he walked in it because going to verse 18, he turned to the Israelites and said, whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So Joshua took those words and he put them into practice. And that's what we need to do. We need to read it and say, okay, I got to be strong and courageous. And then we need to say it to somebody else. I am being strong and courageous. You be strong and courageous. Right. And just like Joab was encouraged to do in Second Samuel that we read, he was encouraged to be courageous. Yes. Be of good courage. It's that encouraging word for the sake of the person and the city, God's people. For all of our sakes, we are to encourage one another to be courageous. I love this topic. I love the positivity that, you know, we, we talk a lot about things going wrong. But how about this one that reminds us to do this the right way, to be courageous. And like I said, you can read this over and over again in God's word. He is reminding us to be courageous. So let's move in to our testimony time. What have you got for us today, Mark? I'm super excited today because with me on the telephone is a dear friend of mine, brother in the Lord and partner in the gospel, uh, Ryan Schreg from Florida. He is now the national director of Time to Revive nationally. Ryan, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mark. It's a real honor to be with you. And it's good to let people know that Time to Revive is actually a national organization that creates outreach opportunities, like we have Revive Ohio. So kind of Revive Ohio is under the Time to Revive banner. We just happen to name our podcast and our radio show after Time to Revive because it's the perfect title, I think. So just so to clarify some of that. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, welcome, Ryan. And listen, this is exciting for a couple of reasons. First of all, Ryan, it's great to have our listeners hear you, hear your heart today. And of course, you're aware our series now is called The Summer of Hope. And so we're looking into this big concept uh, that's laid out so many 
places in scripture about hope. But today we kind of want to focus in and hone in on courage. You know, Ryan, and I'm sure that you have dealt with the things that come against hope, that come against courage. And I'm sure you have some experiences, Ryan, that you could probably share with us today. Absolutely, man. I tell you, this is such a great subject. And uh, when you look at courage, for me, the times when I get discouraged are the times when I will view things through my own lens and the limitations of who I am. But I think the thing that what draws us out into a place of courage is there has to be a foundation of faith. And um, we know this, but I'm just taken back. I just think, Mark, of Joshua and Caleb. You know, these guys, they're, they're rolling into this, this land and they're with 10 others and they all saw the same thing. But they came back with a, with a story of faith and we can do this, like, let's go. And the other 10 looked at their circumstances and saw nothing but limitations. And so they're just like shrinking back, like, there's no way. These guys are too big. And what was the difference? And I think the courage in Joshua and Caleb came from a foundation. They knew their God. They've seen him come through. It was more than an intellectual understanding. They'd gripped their hearts, and, and it transformed their lives. And so I, I love that courage, real true courage, comes from a foundation. And our foundation as New Testament followers of Jesus is our foundation is, is the Lord Jesus. Like he has paved the way that I can, through his death, his life, his death, and his resurrection, that if I'm a follower of him, man, I have t- taken on that new identity. And so everything I have is based upon Jesus and my courage comes from my faith. And so, uh, yeah, I just think he has made us to be ones, especially in this day to walk in courage and to walk in boldness. And, um, thankful for that. Yeah, Ryan, I'm thinking of the word confidence. As I hear you articulate that I'm thinking of confidence, like our confidence, well, our hope is in Christ, right? And our confidence is in Christ. And when we're confident, I think that's when we're courageous. And of course, like you shared, Ryan, you know, Joshua wrote about be strong and courageous. How many times did he write that in the book of Joshua, right? And so just that alone, but think about that. And Ryan, I know you've shared those kind of things with me about being confident. And you touched on it briefly in our identity. Our identity in Christ brings us that uh, confidence and it brings us courage. Can you speak a little bit more about that, Ryan? Absolutely. You know, the, the fun thing about the gospel is that ultimately what Jesus came to do is he came to free us up from everything, all of the sin and, and all of the garbage that our lives have been marred with. Why? So that we could come back into fellowship with a holy God, almost like Adam and Eve were in fellowship with him uh, in the garden pre-fall. You know, I just happen to think, I don't think that there was much that Adam was afraid of because he knew, wow, I'm walking with God here. And it's the same way in our new identity because of Christ. If it grips my heart, guess what? I can walk in that courage and I can walk in that confident because, confidence because I know that I am a son and if I'm a son and I'm walking in fellowship with the Father, what, what can man do to me? And it will give me this, this strength to say, man, I'm going forward in what he's asked me to do. And it, again, Mark, it's not an intellectual knowledge about Jesus. 
This is something that the Spirit of God comes and he brings kind of an inner, like my heart gets really um, just kind of, for lack of a better word, wrecked (laughs) to where I really know Jesus. And I know that he has been put inside of me by the Holy Spirit. So I walk differently and I'll walk with greater confidence, not because in my mind I'm a confident person, but I know that I have been made and a son, and I have the backing of a father, and everything of my courage and my confidence comes from that new nature. And, uh, and then I can go and scale any, any mountain uh, because I know who I am in Christ. I get this picture of two kids on a playground, and you got the one bully that comes over and is threatening the other kid, but he stands behind his friend, who's even bigger, and he has all kinds of courage as he's standing behind the bigger kid, right? And I just had this picture because... God is right there fighting our battles for us and we can stand so close to him and we can have all kinds of courage because he's fighting that battle and he is always victorious, right? But well, that's so good, you know, absolutely. And, and again, I love this series, uh, Summer of Hope, because hope is more than just like wishful thinking. Hope is a, it's a confident expectation. When I'm a follower of Christ and I really understand what all is, is, down, is a part of that package, I will walk with confident expectation. Listen, he's not going to lead us into anything that he's not going to equip us and empower us to go and do. It might not always look like we're going to see victory, but here's the thing. And I think the difference between Joshua and Caleb and the others is where you set your mind to and what, you, what your eyes see and what you allow will take ownership in your life. It'll take authority. So the other 10 walked in and seeing the limitations. And so what happened is they were not courageous, but Joshua and Caleb, they saw through eyes of faith. They had confident expectation of what the Lord could do. They walked in that hope and it, and it bred confidence in them. So I would say, look at any situation through a lens of faith in a big God and let that take up ownership in your life, and you will start to see yourself be built up in faith, and you'll walk differently, and you'll walk in greater confidence and and courage. So what I hear, Ryan, in you saying is it's a process. It's kind of like renewing our minds. The Scripture tells us about renewing our minds. It's kind of like renewing our identity in Christ, letting God uh, tell us who we are, taking confidence in that, taking courage in that. Take courage, my friend, your redemption is near, one song says. And Ryan, I'm thinking about this. This is a process. And what I hear you saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is allow God to do this in us. And that takes spending time with him because we also want to always say, how practically can we do this? So here's what the scripture teaches about hope. And here's what this looks like being confident and courageous in the Lord. But mainly, how do we practically do that, Ryan? And I know I've learned this a lot from you personally, and that involves taking time and spending time with the Lord. Absolutely. Um, and I tell you, I, I feel like the Lord is so delighted in his children when they just sit at his feet. And, you know, we are, yes, we're called to do the works of the Lord and absolutely. But I'm telling you, if it's not birthed from a heart that has, that knows him and that has spent time with him, and we just start to do works based out of a just performance mentality, uh, it doesn't last. It's not sustaining. And, and at least not from what I've seen, that's a generality. 
But I'm telling you, part of this whole equation, like you said, Mark, it's a process that he wants to keep downloading things to his children that we can hear him. We hear him through scripture, but there's also kind of this inner understanding of knowing his voice because I pause long enough to sit and to, to just kind of soak in his presence and be with him. And I, I have, I'm learning that as well, Mark. I don't have this all, all mastered yet, but I just think of the story of Mar- Mary and Martha and, 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 you know, Mary chose to sit and listen and Martha was busy doing the work they're both good, but at that moment, Jesus recognized Mary and just said, hey, listen, she's, she's doing the, the better thing right now because I'm downloading things to her that she really needs to carry on my work. So I would say, yes, absolutely, it's a process, and, and a, a big part of that is learning to be content and sitting at the feet of Jesus and being in his word and, and hearing him and praying to him, all of that. It's super important. So what I hear you saying is, we can't force ourselves to be courageous. It's not something we can just make a decision about. It is, honestly, it starts with our identity. We have to know who we are. We have to know the God we serve, and we have to be confident in Him. So the closer we draw to Him, the more courage we actually, we, we just become more courageous, right? Is that what you're saying? I think you nailed it, yeah. I liken it like this. Here's the thing. Let's just say, I, I have given my daughters, I have a couple of daughters and, and let's just say I gave them like, like a ton of money in their bank account. And all of a sudden I come to realize, wait a minute, uh, you're only living on a $25 a week, but I put 10 million in your account. I would be like, like, why are you only living on this much? Why are you living like that? And they'd be, they could say, Oh, I never even realized that was there. And I say that to say sometimes because we don't understand all that has been released as sons and daughters, we live as if we're kind of orphans, but we spend time with the Lord. We're in his word. He's giving downloads of all that he has given, all that he's releasing, all that he sees in my life. Then I all, all of a sudden I have an understanding like, oh my goodness, that's a part of the deal. Well, whoo, I want to walk in that. There's a yes in my heart to that. And little by little, he keeps building into his sons and daughters this hope and this confidence and this faith and strength. Till I look back and over time, I'm like, boy, I'm just really growing in the Lord and, and confident. I might not be there. You might be listening and you might not be there right now. But I'm telling you, like Mark said, it's a process. Keep seeking him. Keep growing and keep walking in obedience to what he's releasing in your life. And you will see growth. Amen. And. I think all I can say is wow at this point. But Yeah, I'm all amen over here too. <laughs> right. Ryan, this is so cool, man. I wish we could talk for an hour because we could easily do that. <laughs> but in the confines of the program, uh, we're going to have to wrap it up. But I'm excited, Ryan, mainly because the listeners are getting a chance to hear your heart and uh, why we're in this together, in this race together, running it. But man, what a profound truth that we've uncovered today. Because Ryan, I'm thinking of the listeners and there's many, many believers that go, wow, I don't feel very courageous right now. Because when fear tries to set in, right? It's like, oh, I feel hopeless, helpless and all those things. Well, we're talking about a season of hope, right? A summer of hope. You have to allow the Lord to build that in. And if you don't have it, just admit that you don't have it. You're not walking in it. 
And that's okay because our God is slow to anger. He's rich in mercy. And Ryan, I love this because in a practical sense, all we're saying is sit in the lap of your father, right? Sit at the feet of Jesus. Allow him to build that up within you. Spend time because when you spend time with him, all that he's going to speak to us is you can do this come to me, you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And that's really the practical side of what we're asking the listeners to hone in on today. So Ryan, once again, man, thank you so much for carving out time to be with us on the program, for sharing your heart with us. And uh, wow, what a blessing. It was a privilege to be on. God bless you guys. I love what you're doing. Thanks, Ryan. And you've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.